Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Dolphins sucks. Darn an unbeliever. Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios, nestled in the bosom of Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Fowle. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, none other than the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everyone. Yo, what's up, Jet fans? And today, it's a special episode this week, guys. It's a special episode. We have three special guests. Well, I guess one's not that special. He's, been, he's here every week. The big stinking Wookiee, the majestic beast, former Division One tight end Nicholas Kronk. Please say hello, everybody. What's up? And we also have you guys know him. He's come on here, broken down positions, players, combines, everything. ABG NFL analyst Bennett Richardson. Bennett, say what's up. Yo, what's up, Jeff fans? And a new addition, someone our friends know very well. Someone in the annals of fantasy football is maybe the Michael Jordan of fantasy football research. His name. Is Andrew McKeel, aka the Doctor. Doc, say what's up to the team. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, so, and before we get in, guys, this week we're going to break down some fantasy football for you. There's a whole bunch of experts on this panel. Some of us are multiple time champions. We don't, we don't have to name names. We don't have to name names who those guys are, guys. Some of us are still yearning for those first titles. <laughs> we're all at different levels of fantasiness, but everyone does really know their stuff. Right. But Mike, the New York Jets. Whoa, Jet fans. It's been it's been a crazy crazy off season, guys. Through OTAs, we've had some ups and downs. So minicamp just ended. Sam struggled just a bit in his first day. We it was a, a install day, so nothing to really be alarmed. He had some balls that were sailing high, a few ints, but on the second day he was much better. Unfortunately, Quincy Anuna dropped about three balls. One of them could have been a TD. He was kicking himself. Bell, it looked great to see him in green. He was a little bit slow out the gate, but. He started to simulate. You could see some flashes there. One of the big notes coming out of camp, Derek Jones is beginning some run with the ones. We are starting to see him being put into the defense and Greg Williams really trying to see what he has there with with, uh, Derek Jones. Also, Deontay Burnett has been with the twos and I heard he's been absolutely lights out. The third day of minicamp, Gase, instead of taking them and doing a practice run, he took them to top golf for an outing. Hey, has he turned the corner? Is he starting to learn to be a little better with the players, Keith? Um, I don't know. I guess this is a step in the right direction. And those type of team bonding things always seem to be, at least when you watch Hard Knocks and you hear things from the players, always right. seem to be good. Get you out of your kind of doldrums. They haven't, it's not like they're in the dog days of camp yet. No. But when you're a new coach, kind of meeting some new players, maybe some, there's some new faces in the crowd, some new free agents, some draft picks, good move. Get yep. everyone out there. You know, uh, I don't see Adam Gase doing any type oh, paint-by-numbers thing anytime soon, drinking some wine with the team. But I do, not yeah, they're not gonna, but I do think it's a step in the right direction, Mike. I do think not too much you can take out of the camps yet, but it is good to see Bell out there. I know Deontay Burnett is somebody that last year got put in basically just as an emergency because 
We had no healthy receivers. He's really good friends with Sam Darnold. He seemed to be really quick. Made the most of his opportunity last year when he was able to get in there. Who knows? Maybe he's someone that could be a steal for us. Coming off last year, you have that. That'd be another undrafted free agent, Mike McCadden, time that actually be a respectable player. But here, here's the biggest thing, Keith. Greg Williams' defense is confident and loud. You can see it. And Jamal Adams is actually a better trash talker this year than he was last year. And, oh, yeah, your boy Blake Cashman, he's been flashing in camp. That's a pretty good thing to hear, right? In the future, I know he's not somebody that has, a uh, to most people, a high ceiling. They don't have high expectations for him beyond being a special teams player. But I really do think... He's the type of guy that's going to contribute in the future and be a player for us, maybe even be a starter for us because walk-ons in college like him, walk on a couple years, end up starting. I mean, they always have that chip on their shoulder. They always feel like they have something to prove. Real quick, in training camp, it's all we got so far. He's showing a little something, which is good. And we know Jamal Adams can talk smack, and we know Jamal Adams will talk smack. Even if you decide to hide your identity under a mascot outfit, you will still get KO'd. Yeah, you're... you're, you're You will still get KO'd. You might get uh, sweet chin music. Don't try to play, Patriots. Like, you might beat us on the field, but guess what? Pro Bowl, your mascot got dropped. And we we gotta... We gotta take our wins where we can get them. We gotta let the new GM really handle the one thing that we noticed is we're very thin at cornerback. Very thin. I mean, Derek Jones, that's why he's fighting for that job. But besides Tremaine... Uh, and Daryl Roberts, guys, you know, that's hopefully the uh, the GM sees that. But that was one of the biggest takeaways also from camp was how thin we are at Kona. Yeah, and like we talked about uh, during the GM episode, Mike, one thing that Douglas said was that even though they've gone through the draft, even though they've gone through the free agent signing period, there still is a lot of other ways to acquire players. Obviously trades, and he obviously said we have the number three waiver pick when we, when we go through that. So during training camp, guys fall off teams for different reasons. Guys aren't fit with other teams. Maybe uh, there's a dude whose salary doesn't fit into where they're going to slot him on the depth chart. They cut him to save some money, but he actually is a good fit for us. So until it's the end of training camp, until we get into the middle of August there, Mike, or towards the end of August, uh, that's when I'll be more concerned. Let's just see how it shakes out in the preseason. Let's see how uh, the defense ends up looking when we go into week one. The ABG Fantasy Football Show Episode 1. Quarterbacks. The AEBG Fantasy Football Quarterback episode is here. Yes! It's long awaited. Yeah! And here we go. Sandra knows the first guy I want to talk about, the New York Jets quarterback, our right. beloved quarterback, the golden child, the chosen one, Sam Darnold. Michael, why don't we talk about his stats from last year? Uh, Sam Darnold had an interesting year last year. His completion percentage was a tad under 60%, 57% completion percentage, 2,865 yards, and s- about 7 yards per attempt. 17 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, QBR of about 47.9. He was 10th in the NFL on long passes per completion. Um, in the last four- month of the season, weeks 14 through 17, he had an overall grade of 91.3, which was first in the NFL according to PFF. Passing grade was 90.8, first in the NFL. Adjusted completion percentage was 80%, 80 80.7%, which was second in the NFL. And his passing passer rating was 106.2, which was seventh in the NFL. Yeah, and in his season Uh, last year, Mike, it really was kind of sort of, not that it was uh, a tale of two seasons, because the last four games in the first, uh, what do you play, 13 games, right, Mike? So the first nine games games in the last four games, they were a little different. But in those first nine games, Mike, he had 14 picks in those games, right? But he had seven interceptions in two of the games. 
So separate from that, he had 11 TDs and 7 picks, which is kind of average for a rookie. So he had two really bad games. Right. That kind of, and you know how it is with stats, Mike. Especially with fantasy football, which is what we're talking about here, which is what you're breaking down as stats. They can kind of skew your numbers when you have games with that many picks in a game. You know, kind of lowers you. But the last four games, like Mike mentioned, six touchdowns, one interception against Houston, against Green Bay, against New England. Right. That's not, that, those, those teams aren't that bad. No. Right, right. And and here's here's something that I wanted to ask Bennett about from a, um, just, just looking at it from a football standpoint. Sam Darnold had nine 20-yard-plus touchdowns. That's the most by any rookie in the history of the league. The only rookie who was close was Deshaun Watson with seven. Now, if Deshaun Watson hadn't gotten hurt, he may have actually eclipsed that. He might add four. What, is, what, what does that say? What is that, Bennett, what does that say to you from a production standpoint as far as how, how well Sam was able to find targets deep and and potentially how that's going to work with, it, with Robbie Anderson? Well, <clears throat> what it says is, number one, he's not afraid to throw the ball down the field which is one of the things that really prevents quarterbacks from breaking out in this league is the ability to uh, threaten the deep half of the field. If he could continue with those stats that he ended up with last year, I think that he could end up being a top, maybe top 15 QB. But I don't have him that high right now. And right, he should. That makes he's, sense. He's going to be running with a new offense. Um, Adam Gase isn't a down-the-field type coach where he likes to throw the ball down the field he's a, a short pass intermediate pass coaching scheme so hey, we'll, we'll have to wait and see i'll be tuning in to see what he's going to do in the preseason but besides besides his deep ball pass he was also seventh in the nfl on a 50 percent first down conversion rate when sam ran the ball that was seventh best in the nfl he also only had two fumbles so it shows you on the ground when he decides to run half the time he was getting first down. And one thing one thing I'm worried about, and Ben just mentioned it, which is like a great point, and probably right. the best point that I can point to when it comes to Sam is that the type of offense Gase ran last year, um, Mike, remember I sent you an article, and I sent, I think I sent it to Doc and a bunch of our buddies too, yep. that the way Adam Gase coaches might be the worst type of coach to be with Sam Darnold. I think I said that yeah. to you, Mike, just because of his short pass attack. And Ben hit it on the head is that, not that that can't be effective. But if you're only relying on guys to make yards after the catch, you're not creating them yourself by pushing the ball down the field. Maybe Adam Gase did that in Miami because that's the personnel he had. Yep. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I know if that's the answer or not. But his track record tells you that he wants to do short passes, and what he wants to do is work the zones as much as he can. So I don't. That's one of the things that worries me with him with Sam. But then also. You look at the end of last season, Mike, you mentioned all the stats and the way he finished the season off, which was tremendous. And now you have Le'Veon Bell. You have Herndon, who was... The, the first three or four games last year, he wasn't even... He did nothing, Chris Herndon, Mike. And then he finished the season off like a monster. The last ten games of the year, he was a legit NFL good tight end, even though he's a rookie. You got Crowder now. You got Anunua. We got Wesco blocking. Um, we got some, un, you know, we got some, even some undrafted uh, signings. We got Mike, we've talked about on the team, that it might even help the team out. So he might... With all of these weapons, a Samelli we got now, and we have one other offensive lineman. So maybe the the offensive line is not going to be as bad as last year. But last year was almost one of the worst in the league, and now we're still, you know, we're not even middle of the pack. We're still probably one of the lower offensive lines, and that that also is going to impact Sam. Mike. Definitely will have an impact on Sam. Now, from a fantasy football standpoint, uh, Doc. So right now, uh, Sam Darnold is currently ranked the 23, uh, 23rd for the 2019 season, according to fan- Fantasy Pros Doc. His strength of schedule, he's got the 18th easiest for any quarterback. He Right now from last year, if I'm looking at his points, 
only one, two, three, four, five, six, six times out of 13. So almost half the times did he get into double digit points. He went, got into the 20s on the ESPN app twice. So that, that's what he did. It, you know, his, his numbers were a little bit erratic because he had some good and bad games. But what, what do you think about uh, where he's currently going on the fantasy pros and where he's ranked currently for the year 2019, Doc? You know, I see him sort of in that group of 18 to 24. Those QBs, you know, they generally play the same. They'll give you about the same numbers. But, you know, one thing with, like, 2018 that might play into his benefit with Gase now, you know, kind of looking at it, is the one weak point where I thought uh, Sam needed to improve was sort of hitting the receiver on the outside the numbers. Yeah. You know, almost half of his interception seven came from, uh, you know, passes outside the numbers. And I think he was ranked 28 in completion uh, percentage there. So a lot of his uh, turnovers were coming from passes out there. You know, you improve there, I think he could definitely help his numbers long term. So I don't know, you know, what that means with Gase and, you know, kind of playing the zone and over the middle with short passes. But Gase also runs like a 60-40 pass-run split. So it's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, attempts, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of completion. Okay, yeah, and I, so, I, you, I kinda... so you got him in that range, 18 to 24. All right, I mean, I got him at 20. Me personally, going in the in the next year. What about you, Wookie? Where, where what do you think about with Sam Darnold? Where he's currently going, and where you see him? You got him for a reason. You moved up. He was the guy. He's shown that he can be the guy. He struggles as a rookie. You can't expect more. But he showed more positive signs. He showed, I'm excuse me, showed more promise than he showed downtimes, which is great. So you have to be optimistic uh, with him moving forward. He's, he's young gets it. Hopefully, Gase can help him out, which is another reason why you, you might have hired Gase. I don't know. Quarterback whisperer, whatever. But we'll see. But I think from what he's shown so far, you can't expect any kind of regression. Yeah, and they got him ranked ahead of guys like, you know, Stafford, Carr, Cousins, Mariota, Foles, yep. Dalton. So that's, that, that's, yep. that's encouraging. Yeah, of course. And yeah. that's, you know, last year, and, and Doc is right, outside the numbers, that's where he kind of had most of his pickleberries. Right. He had most of, his, most of his mistakes that he made. But a good portion of the year, Robbie Anderson's hurt, Anun was hurt, yeah. and the, the wide receivers that he was operating with, right. and he, he still made the mistakes, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, there was, the, remember the Bears game, Mike, I think it was, maybe it was the Jaguars game, where he went out there with uh, just his boy from USC, That's the guy who was like a, a guy, undrafted free agent, whose name I'm forgetting right now off the top of my head, Mike, he had no receivers at all for some games, so I'm hoping that's one of the reasons, you know, because he was throwing, he's basically throwing just, you know, pick up football players. Oh, you remember that Bears game, that oh, Bears Deontay, game was... Deontay Burnett. Yes, that's it, isn't it? I, I felt like for a second, for a second, I felt like I completely just made that name. <laughs> they were ready to go check out Till Mike was like, so, till Mike was like, no, it's a real person, I was like, that name I just no, he said, like, he's like a friend I met in seventh grade that I just, I just pulled out of the back of my mind. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. Quarterbacks, next year, fantasy football. Your top 10 quarterbacks going into next year, 2019, Doc. Give me your list of top 10 quarterbacks. What through 10, 2019? I've got Mahomes, Watson, Luck, Ryan, Newton, uh, if he's healthy. There's a... You know, I gotta see him throw, but right now I was with Newton there. Rogers, uh, Wilson, Big Ben, and possibly Winston and Lamar. I don't know. Now, on the bubble, I'm just gonna throw this in. Yo, Michael Bublé? What's that? Yeah, a little bubble. Pepsi, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 
Wentz, Golf, and Prescott. So that's a little, uh, a little foreshadowing for, for later. Okay, all right. So you got a little Prescott up in there. I see that. I see. I think a lot of people like Prescott for the numbers he was able to put up when Amari Cooper was there. Uh, Keith, do you so 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 Doc's list? I have some issues with it. I think that Mahomes, Luck, and Rogers should be a unanimous one, two, three in that order. I would not even think of drafting another quarterback ahead of those three. What say you? I don't know if anyone noticed when Deshaun Watson was a rookie that he just was going absolutely ridiculous, completely berserk. Yeah, we're talking about fantasy here. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, I'm talking fantasy. No, 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 that's what I mean. And you know, obviously, you guys all know my affection I have for Aaron Rodgers. You know, we've been we've been fantasy football life mates for a long time now in the dynasty league. Right, but. I do, if I was, say, for instance, drafting someone for next season, and I'm going to be honest with you, I would take Watson before I would take Rodgers. Wow. Because I do think Deshaun Watson with Hopkins, and I mean, you know, I know they'd still have Fuller there, and they didn't really add another receiver yet, but I just, I just think, I just, for some reason, the whole, even when he was in college, Mike, I don't know if you remember, we talked about Watson, and, you know, he played Alabama, decimated him. Just, I was like, this dude, this dude is all he does. Like, I don't know. I've always, I just, always, I'm always a big Watson fan. And last year, he had, um, you know, he had 26 touchdowns last year, but he ran for 551. The year before, he was on pace for like 45 yeah. touchdowns. Real quick, you know, my top 10 guys next year for QBs, guys, I think going to finish with the most points. I actually think Andrew Luck's going to finish with the most points next season. I don't yeah. think it's going to be Mahomes. I, can see that. I think Luck with Campbell there and Mac Hilton and. Ebron and Doyle and the offense they have and last year he was coming back off not playing for a while yep. right this year after last season healthy the whole nine yep. I think Luck is going to have the most points yep. um, number two I'm going to Patrick Mahomes Just the only reason I'm dropping him to two is because he's lost Hunt he lost Hill I know they got Hardman I know that um, you know Williams will see how good he is and yep. They signed up with Carlos Hyde's also there. So, yeah. And Andy Reid's offense is all they do is just put points up. That's what he does, but that's why I have. And the number three, I have Watson. My, that's my number three quarterback. Those are my top three is Luck, Mahomes, and Watson. Because last year, Deshaun Watson's was, his clip was, he was at completion percentage was 68%. Oh, God. I don't know if anyone even realizes that. He, when he was a rookie, he was 61. Last year, 68. He went up seven. That's how much more accurate he got. Oh, my like, God. Like, that, that's a big jump in one season. I'm just, I'm just saying, and, and also, separate from that, Mike, everything I just mentioned with him passing, I think he's a really, if he, if say he didn't want to run the ball once, he could sit in the pocket and sling it, Yeah. but he ran for 551 last year, he ran for like six touchdowns, so somebody like that in fantasy football, that's like... Bennett, Bennett, you're, you're about to draft, you got, you're going to take a quarterback, you got Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers on the board, who are you drafting for 2019? Well, 2019, um... I have Andrew Luck number one as well, and I know I, I didn't I didn't speak highly of him last year um, because it looked like as the year went on his arm got tired and it showed in the playoffs. Well, well, I, I wasn't I didn't disagree with that. I asked you between Watson and Rodgers, who would you pick? Between Watson and Rodgers, I'd go Watson. Wow, man, I, I don't know. And, and, I don't and agree because with you all, I, and here's 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 why because. Who is Rogers' second wide receiver? He's got. There's a couple of receivers there. <laughs> Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling. Mike, that's exactly it. And you know, all I do, all you guys know, all I, I know more about the Green Bay Packers roster than any human. You're so, and he's so right. And but what the Packers yeah, decided to do, and this is what Ben is talking about. They didn't. Instead of going out, Devontae Adams is ridiculous. We all know that, right? Yeah. But instead of going out and gripping. Anybody competent, right? Right. Even uh, even maybe they go out and sign Crabtree still. Who knows, right? Yeah. But Crabtree's he's he's clutches in the red oh, zone, yeah. right? But instead of doing that, they're like, all right, these first year guys or Allison last year, these yep. second or third year guys, they're going to count on them next year 
to be able to figure out where last year Aaron Rodgers was frustrated because only one guy on the team, which was Adams, like ran routes when yeah. it was where he was supposed to be. You know, and like that's why the, as the year went on, all I did, all I do is I'm following the blocks, and Aaron Rodgers was like. And he was trying to be nice, like well, young guys, you know, they're figuring out. Kind of he throws the ball, no one's there, and yo, know, guess what? It's not Aaron Rodgers' fault, believe me. No. You know, like, so he only had he only had 25 tees last year, but he only had two picks because instead of throwing the ball downfield, you, you throw those picks when you push the ball downfield, right? right? You only, right. there's less picks when you throw those short balls. And instead of doing that, okay. he checked down a lot or run a lot, even though he had a bum knee, because like, yep. these kids don't know what they're doing. So yep. that's why I agree with Bennett, and that's why... With my rankings, man, I have I have Russell Wilson fourth, who I know Doc is Doc's Doc's that's Doc's boy right there. I yep. love Russell Wilson. Thirty five touchdowns last year, ran for almost four hundred yards. Now he has Metcalf, and all he does Russell Wilson every year. And he's he's one of the short, smartest quarterbacks in the league yep. uh, to me. I think his football IQ is through the roof. But also the times when he should run, when he shouldn't run, when he his deep ball too. Yep. The stats Doc probably yeah, has all the stats to back it up. Yep. His deep ball, he's the best in the NFL. Maybe me, Roethlisberger, also play deep ball. So I, I have Russell Wilson fourth, Mike. Fifth, I have Aaron Rodgers. Sixth, I have uh, Drew Brees. I'm talking about just scoring points next season, Mike. You know, st- standard leagues here. Sixth, I have Drew Brees. We all know why. Every single year, consistent, yeah. ridiculous. Seventh, I have Baker Mayfield, who I think is on, on the rise. And with the team that he has last year, only started 13 games, 27 touchdowns last yeah. year. Now look at the team he has this year. Better offensive line. Now he has ODB. I, I don't know. I think he's going to have a ridiculous season this year. Matt Ryan, who last year finished number two in overall points for quarterbacks. Kind of everyone forgets that. Oh, no, I'm, I'm number three. I'm sorry. Luck finished number two. Right. Matt Ryan finished number three. Um, and last year he threw for 5,000 yards, 35 touchdowns. Even though that's ridiculous. Normally, yeah. you have him ranked higher. Yeah. He's an eighth on my list here, guys. Ninth, I have Goff. Um, because if you look last year, almost 5,000 yards in the offense they have. I think they're going to throw the ball more this year because Gurley's knee and stuff. And... Last year, I don't know if anyone noticed that the guy who had the most attempts and has the most attempts every single year in fantasy football. It always finishes in points. Right. Either fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, but never gets ranked high. And I'm just talking about points here. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. He led the league last year. He led the league last year in yardage. He had 35 touchdowns. He was almost 70% completion percentage. So if I have him ranked 10th, yeah. I, that's the only reason he's on here ahead of Cam to me. Right. Is because I love, I had Cam on my team for a minute. You guys all know. Yep. I've won championships with Cam. Yep. But Cam, the Cam's going into his ninth season and last year he had his, let's see what we got here. His lowest amount, like yards per catch was his lowest. Right. Yards per attempt running was his lowest. And he kind of relies for him to be a beast fantasy quarterback camp, it's mostly his running that gives him the extra edge because yeah. he's had the one he threw 35 touchdowns the one year when he won the MVP. Right. And the rest of his touchdown totals, you know, never more than 24. So that's not, you know, that's like Joe Flacco amount of touchdowns. But no, no, I'm just saying, no, he, I'm not saying he, he's a billion times better. Of course. I'm of saying because of the yeah, way he can affect you running the ball. Run, though, and he yeah. can, that's what I mean. Because yeah. of the way he affects you with the run cam, that's why he's always been so ridiculous in fantasy. When last year it was his second least amount of yards he's ever rushed for. Right. for and he had injuries. Don't get me wrong. Right. And I got to see Cam just be healthy because he always, he just takes a beat in that too because he doesn't care. He always run the ball. And that's, you know, to me, he's the 11th rank. Yeah, that, I was between Ben and Cam for 10th. Just in so far as who right. scores the most points next season. Yeah, I had, I had Big Ben at 8 only because of it. I mean, 4,500 plus yards, 30 plus P. You know, he seems to do it every year. You know, you get discount that. And, and he sneaks in a touchdown every once yeah. in a while. Well, well I was gonna, well, I was gonna say, uh, Keith, you were right. Uh, according to you know our league and the points, Matt Ryan was second in points with three hundred and twelve point five. Luck, he was he was second. But um, I thought that the name that you said, Baker Mayfield, was an interesting name. I know we don't work for ESPN, but Mr. Matthew Berry, who does. 
He has Patrick Mahomes ranked one, Rodgers two, and Luck three, and he's got Baker at six. Ahead of Cam, ahead of Ben, ahead of Breeze, and ahead of Wilson. What do you guys think about what do you guys think about Baker Mayfield? Matthew Barry saying he's number six. Everybody putting him in the top. Yeah, well, I had him at number seven, Mike. You can't deny the fact that the Browns offense, at least on paper right now, you never know. We all know. Season could start, whatever could happen. But most times, a team has this many things on paper that look really good. The team on offense is usually pretty, really good. So, I don't know. I think he's good. He had 27 TDs, broke the rookie record. He only started 12 games and played in 13. He played the, you know, three and a half quarters versus the Jets. Well, I should say uh, three quarters versus the Jets. And then started 12 games. So... I don't know, I think this dude could 35 touchdowns, 40 touchdowns. That's not out of reach for a guy like him with the offense they have right there. And let's not forget that Antonio Callaway dropped several passes that could have been touchdowns. Woo! Every Antonio Callaway owners know. Yeah. This dude in the end zone, he's just like, I don't want touchdowns. I don't want to catch him. I'll catch everything else. Well, Bennett, you said you got luck at number one, man. What's your top ten? Who you got at number two? I have uh, number two, I have Mahomes. Number three, Watson. Then Rodgers. Then Wilson. And this is assuming he's healthy. Cam Newton. Number um, three is number nine. And this guy, I, I have a feeling he's going to have a good year. Number 10, I have Phil. Okay. That's, that's yeah, right. Yo, last year, Philip Rivers. And every year, he's one of those dudes. <laughs> On the low. Always finishes mad points. But we, no one ever, we don't rank him up. No. He's got so many weapons. I mean, he's got Travis Benjamin, Keenan Allen. And Hunter Henry's going to be back. Hunter Henry, hopefully. He's loaded, so I don't see how he couldn't have a good year. Oh, they, hey, that's a good list. I, I know I didn't. I gave my top three. I'll go my five, and then I'm going to get into sleeper candidates. So mine is Mahomes, Luck, Rogers, Wilson, Watson, Ryan, Breeze, Baker, Cam, and Big Ben. Very similar to what you guys have. Long story short, Luck, Rogers, Mahomes, and uh, who and, and Watson really are consensus as the top fantasy quarterbacks going into 2019. All right, so we heard from Bennett. We heard from Doc. We heard from Mike. We heard from me. Now we hear what everybody has been waiting to hear. It's the opinion of the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk. Who is your number one quarterback, Wook? Please go ahead. All right, I'm going to make it quick. <laughs> because, I mean, every every stat that could have been broken down. It's all. Guys, when you go fifth, I mean, there's nothing is, left. This is like... You guys are like Eminem at the end of 8 Mile, and I'm the other dude. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, the bearded wonder, Mr. Luck. I've got A.A. Ron at three, Watson four, Mayfield five. Yep, Mayfield five. Wentz at six, if he can stay on the field. He's the only one. Oh, you got Wentz in there. Yep. You know what? Everybody forgot about Wentz. No, I, you're right. Yeah. You're right. In Dynasty, rank, in Dynasty rankings, yeah, I have him high. <laughs> in Dynasty yeah. rankings, I have him up there because he, you know, a couple years ago, <laughs> he was having like an odd Aaron Rodgers type year. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good guy. I hope he has a bounce back. Newton as well at seven if he can stay healthy. Ryan at eight. He's five thousand yards. Thank you, Julio. Appreciate it. <laughs> I got Russell at nine. Um, Whoa! You got Russell at nine? Yeah. Why do you? Yep. You just disrespect him. I'm so not hard. trying to disrespect him. I'm just—I was just so impressed by other. I mean, he's obviously consistent, and he's probably going to honestly be in. Can I within ask? The top, the, within the top can five I ask? Let me just let me just throw some. Can I go Sigmund Freud? I'm gonna throw it at you. Is there is you just don't like Russell Wilson because he's so happy all the time, and you walk around and want to just kill everyone. Yeah. Tell me no, the truth. No, no, no. Tell me the truth. No, That's no. why you have him at nine. No. That's disrespectful. The, the video where he resigned. <laughs> 
Zach kind of dropped him down a little bit. I know you don't like. He's on the POS list or no? No, he's not on the POS. All list. Right, I think fine. he's a great guy. Okay, he's, like, he's a Yankee, which will never play. For I don't even know if the AEBG world knows about the list. Um, yet. no. And then good old fashioned Mr. Reliable uh, Breeze, <laughs> Mr. Drew Breeze. That guy who's not putting him on a list like this while he's still breathing. Yeah. Now, sleeper candidates, guys that did not do well last year, who may be an impact quarterback in the year 2019, and people think may not be. Mine are Derek Carr. Derek Carr has gotten tremendous weapons added to his offense in the offseason. I think Antonio Brown is going to be very fruitful for him. I think that going forward, they've done a good job in trying to retool the Raiders team. They're going to be playing with a very easy schedule. So I see Derek Carr as somebody coming out of the woodworks to potentially be in the top 15. And the other guy is our boy, Sam Darnold. And many, many of you, I, I know there's many of you out there that, that uh, well, not Jet fans, but uh, a lot of others that don't really give Sam a lot of credit just because he just doesn't make a whole lot of noise. And you know what's wonderful? I love the fact that he doesn't make a lot of noise. But I'm going to tell you right now, Jamison Crowder is going to be a huge weapon for him dealing with completions. And if he is able to push the ball down the field like he has before and shows the ability to run the offense, and one of the things that I was going to say about Gase's offense is Doc and Keith and Nick and Bennett, I challenge you guys to go into the year 2016 Miami Dolphins schedule. Go look at the first four games. They were terrible on offense. They were averaging very very few yards. They weren't scoring a lot of points. They went 0-4 or 1-3. And, and then, after that, they started winning games. Uh, Ryan Tannehill ended up having one of the best seasons of his entire career, and they ended up making the playoffs. What happened? If you look at the very first four games, Gase was running that quick, no-huddle type offense the short pass game that we that uh, Peyton Manning was running for the Denver Broncos, Tannehill wasn't able to execute that offense. He had to run more of the bubble screen type offenses that you saw later in which Ryan Tannehill thrived. What was told, what I have heard, is that Sam Darnold is not only picking up that offense, but he's exceeding in that offense and he's able to understand and break down all of the different types of ways that offense is used. So we don't really have a lot of data because 2017, uh, Tannehill was hurt. 2018, he got hurt with his shoulder. So, you know, we know he was a scrub and everything like that. But I just think, <laughs> I just think, guys, Sam Darnold is going to have a much, much better season than most all of the experts have. Those are my sleeper picks. Doc, please give me yours. So what, do you, what, do you, uh, what are you projecting for Sam? Like, what, what do you think he's going to get yards, touchdowns, interceptions? I think, I think, I, my, me personally, I think Sam is going to end up as a top 15 quarterback. I think he's going to have over 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns to about maybe 18, 19 interceptions. His interceptions will still be high. I think that he'll rush for a couple of tees. And I think he'll have the Jets being being competitive. He'll throw for about 60% completion percentage. He'll have numbers, um, comp I would say the leap that we see from Sam will be comparable to the leap we saw from Goff. Yeah, I had him at like 3,500 yards, 25 TDs, but 15 interceptions. I, I mean, he's going to have to that. get yeah, yeah. A, a, lot, a lot more than that to get top 15. Doc, what do you uh, think, man? Who, as, as far as quarterbacks go... 
Do you see anybody that's kind of a sleeper or on the low the last couple of years you think because of maybe some draft moves or some personnel moves in free agency are going to bust out this year? I mean, as far as breakout, you know, I don't know if these guys are going to be sleepers or not, but the way I look at it is, like, what's your average draft position? So if you're going to be drafted as, like, the 20th quarterback off the board, but you're going to finish as the 12th, you know, to me that's a pretty good jump. You know what I mean? You almost have to have your ranking. Absolutely, right? absolutely. You know, like like if the 10th quarterback finishes second, you know, that's, that's something I would say is a breakout, you know? Yeah. You know, where, where I kind of I kind of see like Lamar Jackson, you know, the the amount of yards he's going to get on the ground, just he was something like a, I don't know if it was like sixty eight percent completion, you know, like he, he's actually yeah I only got him for like three thousand yards passing, maybe seventeen touchdowns, ten interceptions, nothing great there, but he could have like eight nine hundred yards on the ground, and if you think about if you do the math, you know, for every hundred yards that's ten points. Uh, that, that gonna can I so can I throw something at you, Doctor? Because you love stats. <laughs> can I throw something at you? Because you'll, you'll enjoy this. This is how crazy this is. So last year, Lamar Jackson started seven games in the regular season. Okay? Right. He rushed 147 times in seven games. Just, just to quantify that so you know in your mind how much that is. That's 21 carries a game. So the most rushes Michael Vick ever had in a season... Okay, it was 123. And that's in 16 games, and he ran for over 1,000 yards that year. So in seven games, he ran for 147 carries. If he did that over an entire season, he's over 300. Holy crap. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's very good. And and that's what I mean. So, guys, when it comes to to Lamar Jackson... He's completely different, and he's much. He's he's, a, he's actually, and you know, you guys know, he's, he's a bigger guy than Michael Vick. Right. You know, Michael Vick, I know as fast as he was, he was six feet, what, two hundred and fifteen, two. Like Mark Jackson's a bigger dude, but he ran for a, a lot of yards last year. But when last year when he went to uh, you know against the uh, against the the Chargers in the playoffs, and a team made him pass the ball, it didn't work out that well. Right. But that probably won't affect fantasy football that much. And the way he was able to run the ball last year, yeah. which is, you know, he's ridiculous when he has the ball in his hands. If he can just stay around 60% completion percentage, Lamar Jackson, um, he should be okay. Yeah. And, you know, last yeah, year, he, he didn't throw for a lot of yards last year, Doc, but he didn't have a lot of attempts. He had 170 passing attempts and ran it 147 times. So it's very rare. It's very rare. A quarterback has as many rushing attempts as passing attempts. <laughs> you know, it's, he, he, he's in that rarefied air, this guy. Though. That, that's why... So far as a breakout candidate, that's a great guy because he theoretically could be the number one quarterback. That's crazy. You're right, though. But what you just said with the attempts, I didn't even realize that it was going to amount to that. That's insane. That's that's like that's like a top ten running back being a quarterback too. Well, Mike, and have, that's insane. Listen to this. So, so Michael Vick didn't even have 900 rushing attempts his whole career. So he had 800 and, I forget what it is, 850, 60, 70 something, right? Where if you, if you project Lamar Jackson's rushing attempts over a whole season last year, say that was 16 games, it would have been 336 right. attempts in one season. Yeah. So he would have had... 30, 40, he went at 30%, something like that. You know, 35% of Michael Vick's entire career attempts in one season. In one season. So, when, I don't know if people realize how, <laughs> how, how much that's so far off the normal... How much they're using. The them. normal spectrum of fantasy football. Right. That that's why he is a, right. the best breakout candidate you can mention because 
He could. He's basically playing quarterback as a running back. Yeah. But yeah. in in college, he actually slung it pretty decent in college. Yeah. And yeah. last year wasn't that it, mostly short passes. He, he actually last year he was only seven yards per attempt, which was like almost well, one of the, it's almost yeah. the least in the league yeah. because of a lot of yeah, shutdowns and the way they ran the ball. But it doesn't matter if, if, if he can run the ball the way he does and only throw six, seven, eight, nine yards a pass. He's gonna oh, kill teams. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, they, and they surrounded him with a lot of speed. So you know, he's gonna drink and dunk. He could do that, but you know, he's he's not he's not a terrible passer. So I, I could see I could see something reasonable coming for him. You just really need to watch out. You know, fumbles if you're gonna run the ball that many times. You know, a turnover just gonna kill the drive and interceptions. So if you can keep those posted. You know, under like twelve, I, I think they're they pretty good. I, I had four names. You know, I kind of I kind of look at Mayfield. I think he's going to break out. You know, definitely forty two hundred plus yards, thirty plus TDs. But you know, he's sort of obvious. But I, I think he's Jack Prescott. I like only because of the splits with Amari Cooper. It's, it's amazing what you know. Little his average yards per game went up sixty seven yards, and his, his touchdown rate doubled. Kind of. If you kind of shave some of that off, you know, I always like, you can't do that for the whole season, but if you take 80% of that, you know, production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, true. Let's project that over a season. You know, that puts him, you know, again in that, I would say, like that tier three, you know, you're, you're, you're maybe your eight, nine, ten guys. Yeah, yeah, like sure. 14, 15. So he can, he can sneak up on it. And, and he gets rushing touchdowns as well. You know, you got, you got that going for you. And with all these guys, the other thing, too, to consider, and, like, the reason I, like, I took, like, Winston out of the top ten and why I put him as more of a breakout guy is consistency. You know, you don't want somebody who, you know, one week's going to give you 30 points and then next week give you a zero, like a Stafford. He'll kill you, you know, where you get nothing from the quarterback and you need to get points. You know, so, like, with Sam last year, you know, he was projected to be, like, 13. He hit that six times. You know, he's only under projection, but not by much three times. He's over four. So that, to me, is, like, a positive trend. I could see him growing. Uh, you know, he's very young. So the game getting better. You know, you want to look for that in any player that you're, you're going you're gonna to basically scoop up. You know, because if the guy's inconsistent, it's going to kill you. You can't, there's too few games. Bennett, who do you got for this year, breakout quarterbacks, and so far as someone that maybe people are sleeping on, you think you're going to just kill it this season? Um, well, I like Jimmy G, and I know he got hurt last year. Jimmy Jizzle! <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think with another year um holding the clipboard and Shanahan's offense, we all what? see what? we all saw how Shanahan took Matt Ryan to the next level. I, I do think Jimmy G is gonna be that guy. But Yo, you um, know you know Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen all have played more games than Jimmy G and he's been in the league for five years. I know he that's why that's he why he's a prom. He that's why he's a prom. That's why he's a prom breakout candidate. I mean, there's. I mean, that defines yeah, he, breakout. He's a can- prime break his leg candidate. Breakout comeback player, uh, sleeper. You name it. He he fits Trash. the mold. But Trash. but but the guy that I really want to talk about is uh, Kyler Murray. I know it's pretty presumptuous to, to name a rookie, but but here's here's what I here's why I say this is we're coming into a, a new era of coaching where you know passing is the king in football. Cliff Kingsbury's offense has always been top five in college. They bring him up to the NFL, bring him to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have a lot of receivers with speed. 
I mean, you're looking at Kevin White, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, and they still got Larry Fitzgerald. So, I mean, they've got speed to run that air raid. Kyler Murray can throw the ball, and he also can run. He ran for 1,000 yards last year for Oklahoma and 12 touchdowns. He also threw for 42 touchdowns. I know it doesn't, those numbers won't completely transfer over to the NFL, but you got to respect the 1,000 yards rushing, and you got to respect the fact that he threw for you know, 43, 4,400 yards in his final season in 12 games in college. No, but if someone if someone rushes, for, if a QB rushes for over a G in college and you're only playing, you know, well, yeah, he played 12 games last year, Kyler Murray. Right. That, that's that's pretty good. The way he slanged the ball with 42 Ts, too. So he might be right. I mean, that, that's a, it's a far as a breakout candy, he might, and this is why he's such a wild card. We don't know 100% right. with him because I, I know everyone says, oh, Russell Wilson's similar height. But Russell Wilson to me is like built a little different than oh, Nick yeah. Murray. Like Russell Wilson's like his legs are like he's like a giant tree trunk. He like looks a little different he's visually. A running back, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but man, in college you watch him play. But when I watched Oklahoma, I was like, this dude. Those were the most fun games to watch because he didn't get sacked really because you couldn't really get to him. Right. If the guy was open, he hit him. Right. If he was a lane to run, he ran. So. Yeah. And he made usually almost always made the right decision. So right, and know, he's man. not. I don't he's know. not. Got to worry if the, if, the, if the wind blows wrong, he could be up in the stands. The guy is so like no, no. Mike, Kyler, stop Ky- it. Kyler, like, Kyler Murray you know, is thickly built. He's thickly built. He's not. He's not a frail, small QB. He he's five ten, but he came in at two what two eleven two twelve. No, he's well I mean tiny. Vic. Vic he's was two fifteen. He's vertically challenged. That's what he is called. Vic, Vic. That's a good guy for a breakout candidate because, in theory, if he just if he just does say he just does seventy to sixty five percent of what he was able to do in college over right. sixteen games with the with the talent they have because they drafted Hakeem Butler too, who not a lot of people know about, but the guy was a beast in college. He's a monster, and all they read about is those two guys in uh, the preseason getting really good chemistry together yeah. on their own, just practicing together. They can scramble like Bennett was talking about. That dude's gonna in fantasy world be a true breakout guy because he might be a rookie right. who finishes yeah. 10, 11, Because we're talking about so we're talking about cool. fantasy. We're not talking about like real exactly. No, no, no. That's, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So that's what I mean. With in fantasy world, just like Bennett just said, in that world, he might be a guy. So Aaron Rodgers will scramble for twenty or thirty yards a game, right? right. With no knee last year. So <laughs> Kyler Murray's probably gonna be like, all right, I, I could just get nine or ten right now. <laughs> Four different five times a game. Every game get 50, 60 yards rushing. Maybe throw for 200, 250, whatever. Oh, yeah. Touchdown or two. And all of a sudden, finish, you're like, damn, this dude's killing point. So that's a great breakout catch. When it comes to my list, guys, I had, just like Doc, I had Lamar Jackson. And so far as breakout guys, right. that's my number one guy. Because of all the reasons I mentioned with the carries he had last year. And if you can just keep his completion percentage at 60, 61%, that, that range. Oh. And actually just... Consistently deliver the ball when he has to. Because the thing with Lamar Jackson, which is funny, is because sometimes you see him throw the ball, and it's the worst pass you've ever seen. Yep. The next pass, you're like, damn, that, that, it was I like perfect. You. So that's why he's so it's so tantalizing, Lamar yep. Jackson. Because yep. you know, people try to criticize his passing, but I mean, I've seen him make some great. But even oh, last yeah. uh, the playoff game last in year, the, pocket, out of the, pocket. the first half was the worst. The second half. He threw some passes that were on the money, dropped in the bucket, like perfect passes. So he's such a he's such a wild card when it comes to passing, but when it comes to rushing the ball, when it comes to Cam, Cam's six five two, he could just crush you. Right. So Lamar Jackson's not that. Right. But when you can provide a team in fantasy world with forty or fifty rushing yards a game, yep. that means you're starting off 
as your quarterback with five points. Right. So say he throws a say he throws a touchdown. Like, oh, I got I got eleven points now. Here's another one. That's seventeen points. You had yardage and he's always over twenty points. So a yep. guy like that, that's why guys like that can be so valuable. And my second breakout guy is as far as points wise, who everywhere you look is ranked in the low in the mid to lower twenties yeah. in Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I understand yeah. I can't I don't get it. I can't wrap my brain around it. So so last year I don't get it. his first year in a new offense, Kirk Cousins, plenty of their offensive line and all these injuries, yep. all these different reasons why people are getting to him. Thirty touchdowns. 4,300 yards. They have Diggs. They have they drafted a tight end. They drafted yep. Smith. Yep. They have Thielen. They have Cook. I mean, their yep. offense with Kirk, and his completion percentage as far as his career goes, he's top five in the history of the NFL. Pretty, pretty good. And it's a dude who on my team, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> with Diggs and Thielen, because Diggs is absolutely. He, he, literally, Legit. any ball was in his range. Legit monster. That ball gets caught. Yep. And Thielen is the same way. You know, oh, those yeah. two dudes, I mean, both those dudes, they don't drop balls. No. They don't drop balls at no, all. And you can count on them in fantasy football. Exactly. So that offense um, with Kirk Cousins, I think, I know he's a guy kind of drops off everyone's radar for whatever reason. And it doesn't make a lot of sense because Wookie. Sleepers? Do not stare at me through the glass like that. You guys, no. he has beers out. He has all no right. shirt on right now. Get wild up in the booth. All right, go with uh, David Carr. Oh! For selfish now, reasons. Did you have, I it, suffered from that. Now, now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, so, just so the ABG audience knows, is there any personal reasons you maybe mentioned him as as your guy? They are certainly personal reasons. Oh, all right. Uh, tied directly into our fantasy league. He's uh, he's one of my quarterbacks. I had to uh, go through uh, last year's whatever they called it, but they uh, upgraded. They helped him out, barring Gruden tra- doing some ridiculous trade where he gets rid of him. He has to have a better season this year with everything they've got him. And uh, second one would be Eli Manning. Get the. Out of here! <laughs> I, will, I will literally, Wookie. I swear to God, I know for no particular reason other than I think, eh, you know, I, I just went with Eli because I'm a homer right now. I'm a G-Men fan, but now oh no, that's completely yeah, I, made I, up. I, I that's just in my mind. I'm hoping that happens. Now everybody likes a good fable, right? We all like a good story, right. bedtime story before we go to sleep. That's Eli Manning being good next year. So yeah. stop! Don't bring that up on the Jeff. That, that's what that's what he said for a breakout. Is that what he said for the breakout candidate? Oh, he Eli Manning. No, Unbelievable. No, you know what, Mike? No, that's your fault. You just didn't hear what we were talking about. You're in the booth. You're yeah. managing the show. You're a board op. Got it. You have to know what's going on in there. Yep, yep, messed that up. Now, Mike, you know what? I'll start off with, and so far as someone I think is kind of a sleeper guy, and we'll go to everyone else real quick. I've always liked James. I think next year, like last year, he only started, what, 11 games? Because Fitzpatrick, yeah. the beginning of the year, went crazy. Oh, yeah. So, say your quarterback has over 400 yards and three touchdowns every game, you can't take the guy out of the game. No. I get it. So, let's just run with this. Last year, Jameis averaged 272 yards a game. That's like top five in the NFL right there. 64% completion percentage, the highest of his whole career. 71.8 QBR, highest of his career. And when it comes to him, you know, his rookie year, he had 22 TDs. His second year, 28 touchdowns. Right. The year after that, only 19 touchdowns. Last year, he didn't play that much. But Jameis is somebody. He rushed for his most yards of his whole career last season. And he only played 11 games. Think yeah. about that. So he's played, he, if he played five more games, he might have rushed for four, 400 yards, theoretically. Oh, no. He's rushed for 281. Another 119 is really yep. hard to do if you rush played five more games. I really do think Jameis is at a point in his career, and especially the last last year of his contract, right? It's put up yeah. a shut-up time for him. He's somebody that has the potential to be so good and has made many mistakes off the field right. that maybe has impacted him on the field. But to me, he's the best sleeper type candidate who, in some rankings, you see kind of low, but could be 
in right. theory, top five, six, seven. And my two guys are your two guys, Lamar Jackson and Jameis Winston. Just like you said, for all the reasons that you said, Jameis could be an absolute monster next year along with Lamar Jackson. But let me get your take on this, Keith. Who are potential bus candidates for you? Who are potential quarterbacks that did really well last year that are going to be scrubs next year? Somebody where... Wait a minute. Oh, oh, whoa, wait. We got a connection. Here it is. Hey, guys, what's up, man? Hey, oh, hey, senor, hey. how you doing? What's going on, bros? All right, now, everybody, as we mentioned earlier, guys, we have our waivers expert, straight from Los Huevos. Senor Waivers oh. on the line, what's up? Hey, guys, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, senor? Actually, we were just talking about busts. And uh, talking about bus, we were actually getting into who we thought were going to be potential drops and potential waiver ads. One of the main guys that we think that may be joining you down in Los Huevos would be uh, oh, Joe Flacco. What do you think oh. about that? <laughs> guys, guys, come here. Yeah, what do you think, bro? Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, the guys are peeing themselves right now. Joe Flacco looks like the composite sketch of every peeping Tom I've ever seen in my life. Creepy dude, man. He's garbage. I mean, I've had a villa, you know, planned out here for him. A whole wing for Joe Flacco for months now. But, uh, you know, I'm waiting for him to get dropped. Now, as you guys know, down here in Los Huevos, um, you know, we rehab all the guys who can drop the waivers. You know, we try to get them back physically, mentally into a good position to get picked up by another team. And, uh... Yo, Flacco, I mean, last year, I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson got replaced him pretty quick. This year he's going to get replaced again, and, uh, you know, he'll be down here hanging out with us. But until then, you know, live a lot, Yo, Flacco. Go ahead. Think you're going to be good. It's fine. You know, I mean, we all try to do it. We all try to, you know, grasp for the stars as long as you can. But guess what? I said, guess what? What? Yo, Flacco's garbage. <laughs> he is. I did. I so, agree with you, Senor. Well, what do you? What? Are, another guy I was thinking that maybe joining you is Case Keenum. What do you think about that guy? I mean, his leash, very short leash on this guy. Cause first of all, he's trash. I mean, uh, you know, every once or twice a month in Los Huevos, we have the uh, you know municipal guys come down and clear the dumpsters out. And uh, yes, when I think about the dumpsters getting cleared out and the, the grime and all the sludge, gross, dis- disgusting garbage. It uh, reminds me of Case Keenum in the way he plays quarterback. So, uh, so you call, you calling him dumpster juice? Uh, it's complete dumpster biscuits. Hey, uh, Doc, do you have a an absolute trash uh, potential drop candidate? You know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you gotta say, Doc? I mean, come on, bro. Who you bringing down here to Los Huevos, bro? I need to know. Uh, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but I think I think we might see Eli down there at one point. Oh, yeah. Eli! I mean, oh, oh God, the whole. The Manning family, man, they've been very good to me over the years, man. Late, late in his career, finally, Peyton came down. Eli, God, I thought, I really, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Eli, his first rookie year, I'm like, this guy's a scrub, bro. He's a scrub. But uh, I thought he was coming down here quick, but guess what? A couple Super Bowls in his back pocket, huh? Huh? The way of New York? Huh? The way of New York? So, uh, but, uh, you know, now, you know, he's late in his career. He's pretty garbage now, so I'd bring him down here a little swayables, bro. And one, and one of the last guys that I was thinking of is uh, Marcus Mariota. If he doesn't point it up, I think he may be coming You guys, you guys ever been to Hawaii? Yes. You know, got 14 letters in the alphabet. That's why every word has an H, an O, an I, an E. It's like, come on, guys. You know, they just, Mariota's just trash. He'll be down here hanging out, but I hear he's a good guy. He's going to pitch in down here, and we've already spoken, me and him, because he knows his time is short. His clock's ticking, Mariota. He's not, uh... <laughs> 
not a good quarterback. It's gone on long enough with this jabroni. So, you know, we'll see what the story is with him. But uh, I'm going to ask you a question, Mike. And I'm to ask yeah, Keith as yeah. well. What, what do you got? What's going on, senor? Uh, you know, you got a uh, your new coach. Adam Gase, I mean. <laughs> Guys, come on. This guy's eyeballs. I mean, what's going on there? What you? What was the reaction in the uh, first press conference there? I don't I mean, are you trying well, to really provoke us? You know this is just podcast. You are not going to really respond well to this. And you're, I'm going to let Mike take that one. No, I was scared. I was literally scared. I didn't know what to expect. I see those eyes just following and looking like a freaking killing machine, this man. As long as he's somebody who's going to end up being crazy about being a coach of the Jets, not trying to, you know, own the team, and we see some results from Sam, I'll be happy. But I'll tell you, the first reaction was I was scared. I'm going to tell you guys a story, man. One time I, um, I made, uh, you know, some brownies, not, uh, you know, some medicinal, uh, you know, some special brownies. You guys know what I mean? Okay, yeah. so my cousin Hector comes in, doesn't even know. He eats like 18 brownies, you know, in between that range. That's the only other time in my life I've seen somebody's eyeballs look like Adam Gase at that press conference. I've never seen anything like that in my life. You know, he was like on a whole different planet, but, um... You guys run with that, I mean, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, Adam Gase, sure. <laughs> what? Oh, you're a senior's coming in. Senior. Well, I'm glad he's on our team. I'm glad he's joining Yo, where's, uh, you know, where's the Wookiee, man? He's actually passed out in the... <laughs> He had a little bit to drink tonight. He's passed out in the booth. We're not, uh... Yeah, Wookie's a good dude, man. He came down to those waivers. He's always, always checking waivers, man. Always, always checking waivers. Pound beers. You know, we got him on a donkey. He's like 270 pounds. Turned him around sideways like Mad Max in the desert. Got weird down here, man. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, you're being... No. I don't know how to respond to that. Nobody takes care of scrub players and guys that have been dropped off and forgotten about better than you and the whole team in Los Huevos. Thank you, senor. It was great talking to you. Yeah, man, no sh- bro. All right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> All right, that's All right, it. That's All it. Right, there goes. And that's senor Huevos, everyone. Uh, you know, you can't really beat that. There's, there's really no higher level expert on fantasy football or complete scrub players than senior waivers. All right, everybody, that was another amazing edition of the AEBG podcast in the books. Thank you for joining us and listening to us, downloading us, promoting us, talking to your friends about us. If you love the Jets, everybody should be listening to this podcast. Unbeknownst to us, we're probably the most listened to Jet podcast out there. And we only just found this out recently. We won't get into why, guys. You know what? You want to hear about the story. But, Mike, if anyone wants to put us on blast, how can they do that? They can reach us on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of Michael Lagaris, Doc, Andrew McKeel, the big stinking rookie who's passed out in the booth, Ben and Richardson who signed off with us a little while ago. My name is Keith Farrell. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Get at you next week. Peace out. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans Jet fans are fans. Being very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't want a number leave.